Previously on The Adventure Zone, Hieronymus Wiggenstaff's School for Heroism and Villainy. Argo Keen here. Sir Fitzroy Maplecourt. I have no name. I'm Gary. I'm Groungy the Groungekeeper. <laughs> this is Hernandez, the animal handling professor. In the center of the grounds is a remarkably tall woman. On either side of her, you see a dark-skinned man in cloth armor and a dragon born with silver scales. My name is Rolandus Fontaine. This sorcerer is Zena. This is Rhodes the Ranger. My name is Buckminster Eden. My sidekick, Leon. This is my friend, Rainier. My name is Dord Lebiff. My name is Tomas, the counselor. Hieronymus Wiggenstaff. My brother, Higglemiss Wiggenstaff. You're the failed one, right? Sir Fitzroy Maplecourt. You're the one who's mad. It came and ruined everything for you. Shafts of light begin to pierce through your dorm room window. It is uh, just barely morning, uh, the wee, wee hours of the morning. And Argo, you uh, wake, not fully, just slightly wake, to the sensation of something gently brushing your mustache. Please give me a stealth check. A stealth check? Yes. All right, stealth check. That's a 15... Plus eight? Would that be right? Yeah. <laughs> no. What? Yeah, he's a rogue, my dudes. So did I just did I just get a twenty three? You yeah. did. That no, made me the you highest. Got a, you got a fifteen plus eight. Let's not go hog wild, that's okay? That's, that's a twenty three. It, no, it's not actually. It's actually a fifteen plus. It's eight, a dirty twenty three. It's as, such a dirty twenty three. It's a nasty twenty three. I yeah. will take a nasty funky twenty three <laughs> with your with your funky twenty three. Uh, you you remain calm and you're able to just like slightly. Open one eye and peer at what is happening, and you see a fuzzy cat uh, brushing against one curve of your handlebar mustache. Uh, now, when I say fuzzy, it's not like a furry cat, though it is furry, but more like its edges are blurred. As you look at it, uh, you're having a hard time kind of pinning it down visually. What do you do? Um, I think he speaks in very low tones and says... Uh, Hi there, kitty, kitty, kitty. Nice kitty, kitty, kitty. Please don't scratch my face. The cat turns and looks at you. It tenses slightly, but it doesn't disappear. It doesn't uh, scratch. It just is kind of looking at you, kind of like it's still figuring out what it's about to do. What? Uh, how, how does Fitzroy and uh, question mark, question mark, question mark, how do they sleep? Are they light sleepers, heavy sleepers? What are we looking at here? Uh, I'm half elf. Does that mean I just kind of? I think elves just go into a trance or some shit and don't have to sleep. This so I'm a true. half. So I'm a half elf. So I guess I just like go into a half trance. I think it's. I think you would walk into the room and see me and be like, "Oh, what's up, Sir Fitzroy?" 
But I would be asleep. I just look extremely conscious, which is probably very upsetting. Luckily, I am I am two beds up, so you all don't have to witness. The The bunk bed is for your protection as much as it is for mine. So I'm going to say uh, in, in your kind of light meditation sleep state, uh, you, you hear um, Argo making, you know, talking and saying things. So like you are now aware of this situation as well. Uh, what about the fear book? How does the fear book sleep? Uh, I he is not sleeping. He normally sleeps very soundly. I don't feel like he's sleeping well in this environment. Like it's indoors. It's so it it's very uh, the air is stale. Um, and and it it is not how he's normally like scooping up a big pile of like pine needles and leaves and stuff and having mm. a nice sleep on that. And this is the stone and and what have you is not his. Not his thing. I think he sleeps very fitfully. Then I'm going to say he is also. So you are all three now uh, as as roommates, as individuals, aware of a situation where there is a cat in the room uh, that is difficult to perceive that is sitting on Argo's uh, upper chest that was most definitely not there when you all laid down uh, to go to sleep or to uh, zone out, uh, depending on which one you are. I want to cautiously like lean over the side of the bed and do an arcana check just like kind of see if i know like what my experience with magic is nearly non-existent which is reflected by my very bad arcana score but i do want to see if i can kind of discern like what's going on with it why this thing is intangible in the way that it is that is uh, a nat one plus one. You don't know shit two you're like is that a cat yeah what's up with that dog Uh, (laughs) friend furbolg uh, friend Druid, you don't you have like an affinity for animals and stuff? Could could you get this cat off my f- chest? Why are you frightened? It is cat. <laughs> I, I've never I've never seen one before. Yes, so, I will help. Okay. Is cat. Great. So instead of like running through phylum and genus and all that mm, stuff, mm, could mm. could you maybe ask it nicely to not maim and deform me? Sure. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cat. 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 The cat turns and looks at you. Uh, I can see you will not be reasoned with. I am sorry. (laughs) I am sorry, Argo. He will not listen. Gary, help. Hey, how's it going there? (laughs) I roll Uh, over and go back to sleep really (laughs) strong. Oh yeah, it's one of uh, it's one of the castle cats. Yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about that. They come and go as they please. Well, it wouldn't harm a fly. I mean, they would, but they wouldn't harm a student. I think would maybe be a better way to put it. They're pretty cool as long as you're pretty cool to them, and that's true of a lot of animals when you stop and think about it. Good morning. Good good morning, Gary. I hope that you uh, slept well, if that's a concern of yours. I don't sleep. I'm a magical stone kind of golem thing, you know, but I appreciate the sentiment. Sure, doorknobs don't need to sleep either. I'm not uh, a doorknob. I'm somewhere between that. Come on. 
I am actually allergic to quantumly untangled animals, uh-huh. um, specifically cats, and so I will need this dealt with, I guess. Okay, let me teach you a magic spell. You ready? Oh, yeah. Shoe. You uh, want me to hit him with a shoe? No, S-H-O-O. Shoe. <sighs> okay. Shoe. And the cat jumps off of you. And as it jumps, just before it hits the floor, it disappears, almost like it was jumping through uh, a hole you could not see. I am having uh, a think. I think maybe is good thing we are at this school. Uh, we cannot make a cat go away. <laughs> yes, I was just thinking that. Not our finest hour, boys. All right, well, now that you all are awake, uh, there are some announcements this morning. Uh, first, if you're hungry, uh, on your way to class is the first day. Don't be late. That's a bad first impression. <laughs> but uh, on your way to class, you can stop in uh, to the main hall, uh, grab some pastries, some fruit. Uh, we got plenty of coffee down there. Uh, make sure you get good get good start on the day. Breakfast is the most important meal. Uh, also, uh, this is just kind of a general announcement for all students. There are no secret passages at Wigan Staffs. Please stop looking. Uh, there's been a lot of damage just in the last 24 hours to uh, paintings and statues. Uh, some of the tapestries have been uh, cut up. There, there are no secret passages. And I know that's what I would say. If, if you are, are a secret se- passage, yes. But there, yes. I promise you... Cross my little stone hot. There are no secret passages. Uh, and finally, another general announcement for anybody planning to head out to uh, Hope for some supplies or, you know, just to visit the town. Uh, be sure to stop at the bursar's office uh, and talk to Osric. Uh, to set up your line of credit through the schools so you don't have to, you know, go carrying money around or anything like that. We wouldn't want you to be a target for any kind of pickpockets or, you know, uh, any kind of, you know, mercenaries or thieves on the road or anything like that. Uh, Gary, help? Yes? Who do uh, I speak to about setting up in-room dining? Uh, well... You could maybe leave that in, like, the comment box uh, at Tomas's office. But uh, I can't imagine that would end up being high priority. I have a question about Gary. Okay. For you. Oh. Does the, is the Gary a hive mind? Does the Gary... Does each individual is Gary the have Gary se- a hive mind? <laughs> um, does, each indi- no, does each individual Gary have sentience? Does this Gary that is in our room know things that the other Garys do not about us or is all information shared between Garys instantaneously? All information is shared between Garys. Um, it is it is a hive mind, though, with individual consciousness is. So your Gary has its own individual personality um, and as does every Gary uh, but they do share information uh, betwixt yeah. one another. This is going to be some her shit, because if Gary falls in love with me, Gary could also fall in love with everybody else, and I get jealous. 
listen, Griffin, Gary doesn't have time for love. He's career-minded, you know what I mean? He's out there. He doesn't have time to have it all. And it, and it might be a good, you know, rule of thumb for maybe you tone down the attractiveness if you can, you know, just to avoid all those entanglements. Are you talking about with Gary? Because Gary can't tone it down, honey. He's got... No, 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 yeah. no, no. <laughs> oh, no, okay. I, kn- I knew that was just fits. I thought maybe he could... Uh, yeah, t- t- Tumblr's really enjoying the narrative of you and me arguing about who gets to play the attractive character this yes. season. Uh, so here it is, the first day of class, um, and and you all have chosen some electives for the day. Um, so Argo, you have opted to take the blame-taking class. Uh, on your way, well, do you stop and grab some pastries, some fruit? What kind of breakfast does Argo eat? Uh, a lot of uh, citrus for the for the you know mm. the scurvy you know scurvy so. is a real concern. It's starting to border on like a phobia for. No, Argo. Wait, listen. When you live on the sea, I'm telling you, it's it's always there. Scurvy and berry berry. I've always heard a lot about berry berry, but I don't. I don't no, know. No, it Dad, is. it's Mary Berry. She's a judge it's, in the early yes, season, the, so. the, the the dread Lord Mary Berry who sails the seven seas. <laughs> She'll get you, my dude. <laughs> I'm sink you to the soggy bottom. I don't even know if that was very good, Travis. I'm sorry Thank I didn't you. laugh at it. Uh, Thank you very much. I bet norovirus is also a concern for nature. They don't call it that though. Okay. I'm sure I'm I I doubt very much that there were pirates sailing the sea like, Arr, be careful of the norovirus. Yeah, they had some <laughs> they they would call it Davy Jones's Revenge. Revenge. <laughs> uh can we have breakfast together? Sure, that'd be I wanna, cute. Yeah. I want to float I, that. Sounds good. I, I I turn to the two of you as we're walking through the quad, and I say, um, I, "Gentlemen, I uh, apologize if I was brusque yesterday during our, our orientation. I found myself in a, uh, an exceedingly difficult scenario, one of the worst I've faced so far in my life, and I may have made a bad first impression with the two of you. And if we are to be living together, I figure we may as well." Uh, crush the beef, and so uh, can, can we start over? Sir, are you referring to when you were, uh, <clears throat> you know, so shocked and repelled by us being your roommates that you decided you'd rather you know, jump into a volcano or wrestle a crake and rather than than you know hang out with us? Is is that the gist of it? Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, I can mm. see how you would find that uh, uh, unpleasant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and what about you, Bud? Um, or or, gosh, we need something. We're kind of dying out here. I am fine, Derek. Derek, Ow. this turns to ash in my mouth. <laughs> Derek, Derek shall not be Derek. Okay, well, um, fairbog friend. Uh, can you forgive me for being so harsh? I will. Cool, that was much easier than I thought it was going to be. Mm. What brings the two of you to, uh, to, to this institution? Obviously, you probably picked up on my, my backstory of, uh, not failing so much as not completing my matriculation at Clyde Knight's Night-Night School. Uh, what about yourselves? Um, I have a goal. I have... I have a goal of being a, a sidekick, a very specific sidekick. I want to be a sidekick. 
to the Commodore, the great naval hero, the Commodore. I, I, it's just uh, recently become a dream of mine to to be by his side, kicking, shoot, shoot for the stars, as I always say, inspirationally. That's my star right there. What about yourself, Fearbolg friend? I am nothing, and I must serve. Okay, yeah, I'll work with, I'll try to work with that. Um, well, here's to a good semester, I suppose. You arrive at the Great Hall, uh, you can see laid out, there's, uh, some various bready pastry type things, uh, you see various fresh fruits, uh, a, a coffee stand, and even some fresh squeezed juice. It's nice. Travis, you shouldn't have. Yeah, I did it. With my mind, chefs. Isn't it cool you can just say, like, there's croissants? I know, <laughs> right? There is. Oh, shit. Because I was thinking about it, and I was like, I could give you guys, like, some shitty gruel or whatever. But then I was like, you know what? You Maybe I'll spring yeah. for better imaginary food. Spare Bang. no imaginary expense. Is there an omelet bar? Hell yeah, there's an omelet bar. <laughs> there's yeah. three. Yeah. Is there, a cre- is there a crepe master? No. God, does this school have anything? (laughs) Perhaps you could find some room in the budget for crepe mastery. You have a whole omelet station. Is everybody at this school eating omelets? It seems inefficient. Make them to order. If they use batter instead of of eggs... That's crepes, they make you, baby. They can, yes. they can make you a, a crepe instead of an omelet. Argo but then King. it'll have green onions in it and stuff. Well, that's different strokes, you know? There are savory crepes. Okay. Not for me. I like oh. it sweet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love, man, I know it's only the second episode, but I feel like we already know so much about Fitzroy. He likes sweet crepes. He's uh, a failure. <laughs> he's a failure. <laughs> Well, so like, what we grab a tray and go through the line, I mean, or what do we? This do? is more of a like, you know, grab a napkin, grab some fruit to go. You know, you don't want to be late for class, Argo. Hey, Trav. Yeah. Did you, um, when you were planning this out, did you think that getting breakfast would take twenty minutes, or is this no? Sort of still part I honestly of your didn't, plan? Justin. I thought it would be more of like a let's get to the game, but now I realize I painted such a rich picture with all of my fruit and pastries. <laughs> it's stuck all fruit, Travis. If you're telling us about the fruit, we assume it must be important. I understand. Uh, listen, here's what you didn't know. You're all on your way to class now. There was a key hidden in the fruit. Damn <laughs> like it. Survivor. Yeah. Immunity advantage. Yeah. Ow! Oh, I bit into a lime and I got something hard and metallic. You it's did. a key. The Dig key into this to fucking anything. shit for a second. You bit into a lime? Oh, yeah. That's the best way to stave off scurvy. <laughs> You're so tripped out by scurvy. Okay. Uh, here's the problem. The key doesn't actually go to anything. Uh, Chef Stuart LeBeouf just dropped it in there on accident. I'm going to hang on to it anyway. Okay, write down scurvy uh, scurvy free key for me. <laughs> You've collected a scurvy free key. All right. Argo, you're on your way to class. Uh, you arrive at blame-taking class, and uh, you are running just a little bit late, just a couple minutes, and you're the last person to arrive. Um, there are five other students in the class, including Leon, who you recognize, 
um, and and four others who you don't. Um, and when you enter, even though you are late, uh, the professor turns to you and says, oh, hello, uh, I am so sorry, uh, my fault. Uh, I, I'm sorry that I'm starting class late. Please come in, come in. Uh, and the teacher uh, is a halfling, um, who who is preparing his notes, getting them ready, and you know his name is Riveau. R-I-V-E-A-U. Uh, please, you must be uh, Argo. Uh, uh, please come in, have a seat. Uh, we are getting ready to begin class. Uh, all right, let me see. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yes, everyone is here today. This is excellent. Welcome to Blame Taking. Uh, as a sidekick or hinge person, uh, deflecting blame from your hero and villain is one of the uh, most important services you can offer. If your hero or villain were to uh, cross someone important or ruin a relationship with a kingdom, it might make it difficult uh, for them to be able to do business efficiently. So, you being there to say, oh, no, it wasn't their fault, it was mine, uh, can save the day and make you a hero. Uh, now, blame-taking, uh, it's not... Uh, everybody thinks it's going to be easy, but it is an art form. Uh, so today, uh, we're going to have a little uh, in-class experiment, uh, a little demonstration, if you will. Um... So just a little uh, game mechanics here. Uh, we don't, of course, there is no blame taking uh, skill in, <laughs> in Dungeons and Dragons. So I am going to uh, homebrew it a little bit and say that you can use your deception skill, your uh, performance skill or persuasion skill uh, in place of a blame taking check. Uh, all of that will kind of depend on the scenario. Um, you know, persuading someone that it was your fault versus deceiving someone that you did it. Like, right. we'll, we'll kind of play with those right. as we go. All right, so here is what everyone is going to do. Uh, one by one, uh, you're going to come up. You are going to draw a number uh, out of this basket. And then I will call a number. And then we're all going to close our eyes. And whoever's number we called is going to come down and they are going to steal this gold coin off my desk. Then it will be all of your jobs to convince me that you were the one who stole it. Uh, so uh, let's see, Argo, uh, last one in, first to draw a number. Uh, so dad, you're gonna roll a D6 for me and don't tell me the number. Okay. All right, I won't. Okay. I mean, I did, but I okay. won't. Okay. And one by one, everyone comes down. Uh, they draw numbers uh, from out of the basket. Uh, and once they are done, uh, Raveau, uh says, all right, I'm going to say number four. Uh, now, don't move. Number four, don't move yet. Everybody heads down. Uh, no peeking. Uh, and, you know, everybody tried to be as quiet as possible. And he closes his eyes. Uh, and he turns his back to the gold coin on the desk. He waits an appropriate amount of time. We'll let you all determine in your own minds how long that is. Maybe it's 30 seconds? A second and a half. Well, okay. Uh, okay, now, uh, if everybody done? All right, we're going to open our eyes. Now, one by one, uh, everybody's going to take their turns uh, convincing 
that uh, that they were the ones who took it. Uh, first up, uh, Leon, I believe it is. Uh, yeah, hi. Um, I definitely took the coin because uh, I loved how glittery it was and I wanted it. Um, so I went down there and I took it uh, and I hid it in my sock for safekeeping and later I'm going to spend it on alcohol. Um, so, yeah, I took it. Okay, Leon, um, a noble effort. Very good. Okay, next, uh, and he looks down at the roll, and he says, uh, I believe, uh, Mimi? Mimi? And the gnome, uh, who is in the second row, stands up and goes, uh, yeah, uh, I took it. Um, see, here's the thing. I love gold, because I'm like everyone else, right? So I snuck down there when no one was looking, and I took that gold, uh, popped it in my back pocket. I love it. I'm going to use that gold, and I'm not giving it back. I'm sure that this is some kind of, you know, demonstration at the end of it. We're supposed to give back that gold. I'm not going to do that. This gold is mine. Do you hear me? It's mine. Oh, okay. That was very good. Uh, next, Argo Keen. Uh, convince me that you are the one who stole the gold. So, <clears throat> should I roll something here to use one of those? Well, here's what I'll say. Don't tell me what you're rolling, right? Because if you're doing deception, right, I don't want to know that you're lying. Okay. Give me your pitch for, well, roll. Don't tell me okay. what you roll. Then give me your pitch, and we'll see how it goes. Okay. <clears throat> well, I hate to admit this, but I I took the coin because I come from pretty pretty bad state uh you know my family it's not rich and it costs a lot you know to come here to this academy and you know my poor mom left me with nothing when when i lost her so i uh i need, I need that coin uh i i got nobody to help me i'm in with you know i'm I'm just in dire straits, and my God, when you threw that coin out there in the desk, and I, I mean, I don't even care if I pass the damn class. I could use that money so badly. So I snuck down there using my amazing rogue skills, and I, I cobbed it. Dang, Dad, that's so good. What'd you roll? I rolled performance. And I rolled a 15 plus two. That felt like a 17. Good. Yeah, yeah that was that right on the money. 17. For sure. So the other uh, three students go, and Ravo looks around the room and says, all right, everyone, uh, that was very good for a first time out. Very, very convincing. But I have to say, I was especially convinced by Mr. Argo Keen. I have to ask, Argo, did you take the coin? Uh, No. I did not. Sorry. And Leon raises his hand and says, uh, actually, I took it. Um, I was, yeah, I took it. Okay, you are not convincing at all, Leon, and you actually took it. I thought I was very convincing. Um, so class lets out. Gary says, hey, everybody, class is over. This class is over. Head to the next class. And the class starts to let out. And Ravo stops you, Argo, and says, I have to say, Mr. Keene, that was uh, very convincing. Well, th thank you. Thank you, Professor. Um, 
The truth usually is, I've found. Ah, I see. Yes, that was a good tactic to take. So <laughs> can I can I have the coin? Uh, you know, or is that like a union violation or something? No, it no, that it was just an exam. I'm not the money it's not the reward. It's mm. just a you get grades, you know grades, yeah. grades are the reward. We don't pay students for doing a good job <laughs> in class. What it well you know, to be you know, fair, it is the first class. I guess in Argo's case, it must be in his entire life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I guess we are establishing precedent here. We so don't when, pay students. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, w can you tell me what my grade was? Uh, very good. Wow. You're, this is on. This is, we're on some Montessori shit. <laughs> <laughs> Improving. <laughs> uh, when I asked which class the Furbolg would choose to take, uh, Justin, could you tell me what you chose to take? Um, <clears throat> no. <laughs> but if you give me 10 seconds, I bet I'll remember. <laughs> you chose to take accounting. Did I say that? Yes, you did. Yes. Yes. I will say, yes, I did choose to say, I did choose accounting. You're right. Thank you. Yes. Now, the class is completely full, and everybody is basically, like, vibrating with excitement. Now, uh, Master Fearbolg, are you a sit-in-the-front kind of person, sit-in-the-back, tried to blend in the middle somewhere? What are we looking at here? Probably sit towards the middle, I would guess. Uh, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So... Uh, as uh, the the fever pitch of excitement uh, just reaches an unbearable level, the door bursts open, and a large uh, white owl Aarakocra walks into the room and says, Hello, students. Today you take the first step on the most important journey of your life, becoming a master accountant. Looking around this room, I can see in your eyes how many of you have dreamed of this day. But perhaps there is one or two among you who have scoffed at the importance of accounting. The class reacts with disbelief and murmurs. <laughs> yes, believe it or not, there are those out there who fail to see that without accounting, the world would crumble. So let us for a moment pretend that we all feel this way. Let us all take a breath and wonder, why is accounting so important? You see, no matter what any powerful king or influential lord would like you to believe, no one has infinite riches. Whether you have one copper in your pocket or one million gold, all finances have limits. There used to be a time when kingdoms were constantly competing to outdo one another. Sometimes it was with lavish festivals, and sometimes with unnecessary wars. The royals never thought of the impact this had on their coffers until it was too late. These were highly unstable times. Kingdoms rose and fell in the spans of decades. Workers went unpaid, and whole villages would starve. Then began the golden age of accounting. Kingdoms, guided by teams of accountants, began to think in terms of cost and benefit. Rather than hurling money around, they spent strategically and invested wisely. 
Wages were paid on time. Funds were set aside to cover those who found themselves unable to work, and infrastructure was maintained. This stability saved us, except there was a downside. It was incredibly boring. <laughs> the kingdoms no longer competed, no longer partied, and no longer held lavish festivals. There was little entertainment to break up the monotony of life. And so, a new system was put in place. The system of heroes and villains. This system created exciting stories and spectacular battles while still keeping an eye on the bottom line. The heroes and villains became celebrities, and kingdoms boomed thanks to the tourism and merch sales. But if accounting teaches us anything, it's that everything comes at a price. Woe be unto any hero or villain whose costs outweigh the revenue they generate for the kingdom. They will find themselves out of work. That is why it is important that all of you, hero, villain, sidekick, and henchperson alike, keep a love for accounting ever burning in your heart and a watchful eye on your bottom line. And the whole room bursts into a pause. <laughs> Cheers, they're on their feet. They're absolutely losing it. Scholastic Films presents the Golden Age of Accounting. The Golden Age, a city on the grow. <laughs> now, looking around this room, I see amongst us uh, many non-knowing smiles. Clearly, you are all well on your way to becoming expert accountants. Uh, let's go around the room. We'll ask some questions and see uh, what everyone already knows. I'll, I'll pick at random. Uh, there, Master Fearbulk, uh, tell me what you already know of accounting. I... Nothing. Oh. Not... Nothing? I... Mm, where I come from, one does not own or own. Why would one have more than the others? Sweet bird in heaven. <laughs> um, where to even begin? Uh, for a system of trade, uh, so that one might exchange one's uh, goods and services for someone else's goods and services to strengthen relations between communities as they share, uh, and by share I mean sell, uh, what they have to someone else, uh, for m many reasons. I, I, I don't even know how to begin to answer this question. Um, surely you must own something. You, uh, the clothes you're wearing, you own those are yours, yes? Not if you want them. I do not. Uh, just to, I don't know if you're asking rhetorically. Uh, but just to establish, I do not want your clothes. It is well. Uh, okay. 
Well, the fear mold brings up kind of in a roundabout way, I suppose, uh, the idea of ownership. And that brings us to the first part of the accounting equation. Assets. Now, Master Fearbook, surely you must know what an asset is. <clears throat> this is a thing that is helping is good. Okay. Uh, a thing a thing you have that is helping is good. Yes, okay. A thing that you have that is helping that is good. Um yes, or to put it another way, property owned by a business that can be used to operate and generate profit. I believe is what you meant. Is this required? Is is it re is it required for Operating a business? This class. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, very much so. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, yes. Okay. You know what? I'm going to... Here's an easy one. All right? This mm. is... You don't Maybe need to know... someone else. <laughs> no, you have become my opus, uh, Mr. Fearwood. <laughs> uh, I... By the time you leave here in five years... I think you will be a master accountant, or my name isn't Bartholomus. Now, if a kingdom owns a piece of real estate worth 25,000 gold, and they owe 18,000 gold on a loan for that real estate, what is the kingdom's equity in that property? This is a splitting. Hmm. Here... All are feeling this, yes? Is a splitting. <laughs> ah! And he's, he's grabbing his head as though he's trying to keep both halves of his his brain together. You can do this, Master Fuel. 25,000, and they owe 18,000. <laughs> this is why, why are there 25,000 of anything? Because it. Because the property is worth 25,000. What is 25,000? Okay, how about 25? It's 25 gold. And they owe 18 gold. So what's their equity in it? What is this? What is this e equity? It's their interest in property after all debts have been repaid. There is a sound of a clanging. <laughs> this... <laughs> Surely, you hear this, yes. Okay, um. There is a fire. There is a fire behind the eyes. A splitting, splitting, splitting. It's a fire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's, I'm going to put it another way. This is, this is required. Yes. And you know what? I believe in you. You've got this. It's worth 25. What is 25? Doesn't, doesn't matter. It's worth 25. Acorn. Sure. <laughs> it's worth 25 acorns. They still owe 18 acorns. Why? 
Because they're buying it from a squirrel. The squirrel has money. <laughs> no, it's acorns. This is your setup. Why would the squirrel ever give away the acorn? No, no, no. You're giving the acorn to the squirrel. To what do I get? His tree. We can share the tree. No. It's very big. You can't. The squirrel doesn't there want to share the tree. Room for a boat. But, okay, in this scenario, the squirrel does not want to share the tree, you see. He's small tree. Uh... I find another is fine. No, it's the only tree for miles. Ah. Ah. Hmm. So, 25 acorns. I have this? No, that's how much it's worth to the squirrel. And you still owe 18 acorns. So you've already paid seven acorns. So how much do you have of the tree? He may stay in the tree with me. He doesn't want to. Upstairs. Nope. He said it's job. all or nothing. He's going to take the 25 acorns you give him and trade that to another squirrel for an even better tree. I do the joke. Trees do not have stairs. Okay. You've given me a lot to think about, Master Fearbold. Um... <laughs> The uh 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 friend owl. Uh-huh. Yes. Friend owl. Yes. When do I get the acorns? No, that the acorn they are acorns of the mind. The splitting okay. has returned. <laughs> it is a tearing why did the mind make acorns? Alright, everybody. Um thank you so much. It's been a great first class. Um I need to do some restructuring on my syllabus uh, for the coming weeks. Um, what is syllabus? We're going to call this one early. Uh, please, please learn about accounting, at least a basic knowledge, before tomorrow's class. Uh, hey, everybody, just real quick. Uh, we got a quick announcement, uh, and this is a guest announcement uh, from your friends and mine, Jimson and Crushman. And you hear Jimson's voice. Uh, Gary just kind of opens his mouth, and, y and you hear the voice come through. Uh, hello? Uh, just a, a quick announcement here. After lunch, uh, the following students need to report to the battlegrounds. Uh, Rainier, Zena. Rhodes, Pip, Rolandis, Buckminster, Leon, Dip, Argo, Fitzroy, Mimi, and uh, Master Fearbulk. Uh, we're going to practice uh, cooperative defense. And then you hear Crushman's voice kick in and say, I believe what my husband is trying to say is, it's time for human shield training.
Hi, everybody. It's me, your best friend and fun uncle, Travis McElroy. I'm so excited. This is episode two, and everybody seemed to really enjoy episode one, or at the very least, you were all so very nice about it, and it made me feel great. Uh, so thank you. And, you know, if you enjoyed this, we are just starting out here. We're, we're only two episodes in, so please tell everyone you know. Share links to it. Share links to the trailer. Tweet about it. All that stuff. We appreciate the heck out of it. Uh, thank you all so much. Uh, a couple names uh, this week. Uh, Ramos is named after Anna Ramos. Uh, Pip is named after at It's Pipster on Twitter. Uh, Mimi is named after Mimi Chu, uh, who did the animation on our amazing trailer, which once again is on YouTube and you can share. We have an aura frame here at our house and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A frames.com promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right. Powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis... How did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Chicago! We're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. 
and we're also coming to C2E2, and we're doing live shows, all a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out, and Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2 schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little Sailor Man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. Uh, you all show up. Uh, it's after lunch. You show up to the battlegrounds, uh, and you can see a line is painted down the middle. Uh, and uh, all across that line, you see um, numerous different... Uh, they kind of look like medicine balls, almost like volleyballs, uh, painted red. You see Jimson, who is the uh, sidekick and hench person trainer. Uh, you see Crashman, who is uh, the hero and villain trainer. And you also, uh, Argo and uh, Fitzroy, you see the Goliath woman uh, that you saw the day before. You know now uh, that she is the shield work teacher uh, named Ramos. Uh, Ramos uh, is kind of off to the side. She's more observing at this point, and this is clearly uh, Crushman and Jimson's show. Uh, and Jimson says, uh, yes, uh, hi, yes, everybody, come close. Thank you all uh, for being so prompt. Uh, this is, uh, as Crush said, uh, human shield training. I don't like to think of it that way. I like to think of it as cooperative defense, uh, but that name has not caught on the way I was hoping, and so we shall call it human shielding. I raise my uh, hand. Yes, Fitzroy. Uh, Sir Fitzroy, uh, I was wondering if I could just test out of this, because I, did, I, I do not know if you know where I come from. I did attend... Uh, yes, Clyde uh, Knight's Night Night School, yes. Y yes, and I actually I minored in shield work, so I do not think you will have anything then to... Then you'll do great in this. I cannot wait to see your performance. Okay. Uh, and now to go over the rules, uh, Crush. Uh, oh. Yes, thank you. Um, so... Here are the rules. We're going to pair you up. There will be one sidekick or hench per hero or villain. Uh, now, kicks and hinches, uh, you'll be blocking and catching. Uh, and heroes and villains, you will be throwing. So what that means in game mechanics is the uh, heroes and villains will attack, and the henches and sidekicks, you guys, uh, will defend. Um, and they're going to be contested rolls. So they'll make an attack roll, and then you uh, will use either your uh, uh, acrobatic skill or your athletic skill um, to try to block. Uh, if you can beat the thrower by 10 or more, you will catch it. And I'll tell you what that means in a second. If you beat the thrower by 5 to 9, you block. If you beat the thrower by 1 to 4 or tie, you block, 
but it's a body blow, uh, meaning you you catch it in the gut, and you're going to have disadvantage on your next uh, check. And if you lose to the thrower, it hits the hero or villain behind you, and they are out. Uh, now, on a catch, your hero or villain immediately gets a fr uh, free throw at the other side. Cool. Uh, so you can use your powers and abilities in this game, uh, except for direct attacks. So get creative. All right, everybody line up. Uh, I'm going to pair you up. Uh, Argo, you're with Rhodes. Fitz, you are with Rainier. Yeah, Fitz, right. uh, Leon, you're, of course, with Buckminster. Uh, Dip is with, of course, Pip. Uh, Mimi, you're with Zena. And uh, Master Fearbolg, you're with Rolandis. Uh, so Zena, who you met the week before, uh, is a tiefling sorcerer. Uh, you can see she's a little bit disappointed uh, with her with her partner Mimi the gnome, uh, mostly just because of the height difference. And uh, Zena says, "I'm sorry, but does anybody else see the disparity here, like the height difference? I know offense Mimi is about making me a target. Uh, I just feel like we are going to do very bad at this game." And uh, Mimi says, oh, no, hold on. Wait, let me show you. And uh, they reach into their hat. You know, it's like a standard gnome affair. And they reach far deeper in than you would have expected. Uh, and they pull out a, like, four-foot-long pair of mechanical arms. Yeah, with this, I can take care of it. Don't even worry about it. Can I get, ma can I get magic robot arms, too? Or I mean, yeah, on commission. Okay. I don't build things for people for free. I'll have my people talk to your people. I, I wanted them for this, specifically. Oh, no, sorry. I only have the one set for me, but if you can, you know, get me materials and then pay for labor, uh, we can figure something out. Uh, and Rainier comes to you and says, uh, Hey, Fitz, um, I'm really Sir looking Fitz forward to working with court. you. Yes, Sir Fitz. Uh so, uh, you're closer. Um, but yes, I, I am looking forward to it too. As uh, so long as no uh, deceased rodents spring forth from your chair and do a dance in uh, a, a mockery of death. And are you all sure he's been working on a Charleston that's pretty cute? Pretty sure that's not what I would see it as. But yes, the, okay. uh, yes, I'm looking forward to it. Yes, uh, I, I, I hope I do not disappoint. Yes, and listen, one thing, and this is so important. Make sure I don't get hit in the face, because that's my moneymaker. And she kind of winks and smiles. I ideally, you, I wouldn't let you get hit anywhere, but we'll, yes. No, that was a, oh, sorry, that was a joke. Oh, okay. I didn't, oh, didn't hit me like we'll that. We'll work on it. Okay, yes. Okay. Uh, and Rolandis turns to you and says, uh, yes, Master Fearbold, this should go quite well. You're a big fellow. I'll just stay behind you. Mm, this seems wise. Okay. Just, if, it, if it's between you and me, just take the hit, okay? I will do this. Good lad. Okay, great. All right, so let's roll some initiative. For dodgeball. Uh, I'm going to have you roll on behalf of your, your heroes and villains. I got a 14. That's not bad. Thanks. I got a I got a five. Okay. How did you do, J Man? 
I got a <clears throat> six plus my the modifier, right? Uh-huh. For that. Plus one, seven. Okay. So on either side of the line, uh lines up heroes on one side, villains on the other. So on one side, Rolandis lines up uh with Master Fearbulg standing in front of him. Uh and then you see Buckminster with Leon in front of him. Uh, and Rhodes uh, lines up behind you, Argo, and says, now listen here, Argo. You and I, we're going to work together just fine, all right? You just don't get in my way. Wait, I... Uh, sorry, I'm, no, I'm, yeah. I thought I was supposed to be no, okay. in the way. I, in, th- in this circumstance, do get in my way, and and don't don't get in my way by getting... You know what? Just just don't... Okay. Forget, forget I said anything. Forget it. I, I I I don't get it anyway, so that's fine. Perfect. Okay, great. This is going swimmingly. Uh, on the other side of the line, we see lined up. Uh, we have Zena uh, with Mimi and Mimi's mechanical arms, uh, and then we see Pip. Uh, and right in front of Pip is Dip. And you realize when you see them standing together that they are half orc twins. Aww. Wait, is one a hero and the other one a sidekick? Correct. Oh, that must be lead to a challenging family dynamic around the dinner table. An awkward, awkward Christmas. <laughs> and then we have Rainier and Fitzroy. So up first is Zayna. Zayna picks up the ball and she is going to take aim at. Uh, I'm going to say the fear bog. <laughs> uh oh no, she rolls uh five plus two, so seven total. What is the, uh, what are we rolling? What is the skill here? Uh, you can roll with either athletics or acrobatics. Uh, okay. Come on, Furby. You can do it. That's not mm. bad. 20. Dang, son. Yeah. 16 plus, 16 plus four. All right. That means that you catch it. Uh, and everyone kind of stops for a minute. And they're like, oh, dang. Uh, so that means that your hero, Rolandis, gets an immediate attack. Uh, so Rolandis is going to throw it. He wings it right back at Zayna. Uh, Mimi is able to get the block with their mechanical arms, but but it bounces off. They're not able to grab it. Uh, so then up next, we have uh, Rainier. Uh, so Rainier grabs it. She is going to chuck it at, uh, let's see, at Rhodes. Oh, so she rolls uh, 13. Uh, so yeah, beat a 13. Uh, okay. So I rolled a 12 plus 8 for acrobatics. Dang, son. That's 20. I forgot how acrobatic you are. Uh, So you get the block. You don't uh, grab the ball, but the block is successful. Everyone is on their feet now. Uh, Pip grabs it, chucks it over at Rolandis. Oh, that's an 11 plus... Uh, it's a 16 total, 11 plus five. Hell yeah, 17 plus four, 21. That's a good grab. I'm burning all these good rolls when I'm playing dodgeball, though. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, and now, uh, and don't forget, you can use your special skills as well. You can also use it to assist when the other person is throwing. Uh, so up next, it is... Uh, let's see. Rolandis is up. Uh, so Rolandis winds back. Anything you want to do to help assist, uh, Fearbulg? Yeah, I have an idea. Mm, try throwing 
from higher. And I'm going to touch Rolandis and cast jump. Okay. And Rolandis's jump distance is tripled until the spell ends. So he jumps up. I'm going to give him advantage because of that. Then he jumps straight up uh, to get kind of a top down angle on it. It's going to be way harder to block. Uh, way harder. Yeah, thank God you gave him advantage on that. He needed that. Uh, so he's got a 23 total, uh, and he's rolling against Dip. He's aiming for Pip, uh, and so... Oh, nope. You pop it right off the top, uh, Rolandis does, rather, right off the top of Pip's head. And just like that, Pip and Dip are out. The villains are down to two. The heroes still have three. Uh, and up next is... Roads. Uh, so that means that's you, Argo. Anything you want to do to assist Rhodes on the throw? All right, yes. Standing there, he raises his two hands like a, in our reality, a football referee would do for a touchdown to serve as like a, a sight. <laughs> like iron sights? <laughs> to be a sight. Okay. For him uh, to, to throw the ball. Give me... A uh, straight up and down wisdom check. This is another uh, I have added um, to this uh, homebrew a a skill check called uh, encouragement. So this is an encouragement check, which is based off of wisdom. Okay, that would be oh, a no, sorry. twenty. Okay, uh, that's great. I meant to say charisma, not wisdom. Sorry, it's based off of charisma, not twenty. Hell yeah, you do super great. Um, I'm going to say, you know what? That nat 20 is so good uh, that you you grant advantage on this with your amazing sights. Uh, so that's a 21 total uh, from, from Rhodes on this one. And she uh, is aiming at uh, Rainier. Oh, not on my watch. Uh, that's an 18 plus 5, 23. Dang, okay, you block it. Um, and so then next in the order is Buckminster, uh, who is going to chuck that uh, at Zayna again. Uh, this time, oh, nope. Uh, Mimi goes to reach for it, and it uh, bounces off the thumb of their uh, uh, the thumb of their left mechanical hands and pops Zayna right in the forehead. Was Zayna a villain or a hero? Zena is a villain. Okay, so this is a cool team I've got. Yeah, it's all up to you, my dude. Uh, so next on the list, uh, we're back at the top of the order. Uh, well, it's Rainier now. So Rainier is going to throw anything you can do to assist. Uh, I turn to her and I say, "Hey, I'm I, I'm wanting, I'm going to use my magic to cheat." Okay, I'm totally in favor of this. I wouldn't normally do. I think I think that's probably foul play. But we're on the villain team, and I'm feeling dastardly. So I'm going to use my magic to cheat. I know Mage Hand. So I, oh, I, sick. I, I mean, I don't know Mage Hand. I've been working on it uh, on my off time, a little bit of self self uh, tutoring, and so I'm going to do that and just sort of push the ball even faster. Just give it a spank in the air, okay? But don't tell anyone, okay? Uh, and I, I turn as she starts to throw, and uh, I hold my hand out, and uh, actually Thunder Wave comes out of me. Oh, dang. Uh, <laughs> and I look, I look uh, as soon as I realize kind of what is happening, like my eyes go wide, 
uh, and uh, I look uh, absolutely horrified. Uh, and a wave of thunderous force sweeps out from me. Each creature in a 15-foot cube originating from you must make a constitution saving throw. So let's do that. So is that like everyone on the hero side? Yeah, uh, well, it's actually uh, originating around you. So uh, every, I think pretty much every, it depends on how big this stadium is. Okay, so all three professors, Ramos, Jimson, and Crush, they all avoid it uh, in different ways. Ramos plants her uh, large kite shield and it washes over the shield. Uh, You see uh, Jimson just like basically do a vertical leap uh, and backflip over it off of Crush's shoulder. Uh, And then you just see Crush kind of brace. uh, And as it sweeps near him, he roars um, and a blast of frost uh, shoots from his mouth uh, and kind of counteracts the thunder wave and it washes over him. Anybody, by the way, who fails this takes seven thunder damage and is pushed 10 feet away from me. And technically, on a successful save, uh, anybody in the in the cube takes half as much damage and isn't pushed. Okay, every all the teachers take uh, some damage. They're all pretty high level, though, so like three points of damage isn't all that bad uh, for them. Uh, let's see, Buckminster. What's the save? What's your spell? It would be charisma plus proficiency plus eight, so 12. No, no, I'm not a very good sorcerer. Okay, cool. So, yeah, Rainier saves and takes three points of damage. Sorry, Rainier. Buck saves and takes three points of damage, but Rhodes does not, and it's going to take seven points of damage. And it's pushed 10 feet away. Could Argo not throw himself in the path of that thunder wave and try to protect? Rhodes? Yeah, you know what? Give me uh give me a human shield uh roll. That's a twelve plus eight acrobatics. That's a dirty, nasty, funky twenty. There we go. All right. Uh and oh I guess I should also find out did the fear bulb save. Yeah, you need to roll. <laughs> Oh no, I've dropped it in my pant cuff. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's a natural 20. Jesus. Oh. Fearbulk, I'm going to say then, no damage. Yes. Just so sturdy, so brave. Correct. One with nature, the thunder simply passes through him as it might a cloud or a tree. Mm. Or a cloudy tree. Or a cloudy tree. Uh, did Argo save? Well, there's another 12 plus what? Constitution, 13. That beats the 12. Uh, So Argo uh, takes half damage um, and is not pushed. And you see that uh, Rhodes uh, is not moving quickly enough to get out of the way. And so you throw yourself in the way of the Thunder Blast, uh, and you're going to take half of Rhodes' damage. uh, So another three points of damage for you. But Rhodes... Uh, does not take full damage and does not get pushed. Um, and you see uh, a look cross her face of maybe she misjudged you. So take three. Rhodes will remember that. So now you, you took six points of damage total. Uh, everyone else except the Fearbolg uh, took three. Okay. Uh, and Crash says, all right, uh, we're we're calling it. Um, I thought it was Mage Hand. We were cheating. That. That was not Mage Hand. No kidding, yes. 
All right. Uh, so, yes, human shielding. You all get the basics. Uh, hey, I uh, just wanted to say Argo. Good work. That was mm. that was a good save. Are you all right? Mm, yeah. Mm, just, just got to shake it off a little bit. Uh, do you want to yeah. stop by, you know, the healer and maybe, 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 maybe yeah, yeah, okay, down to th- down to three hit points. Yeah, three. stop by the healer. Um, and everybody oh, I caught it right in the nards. Oh, oh you God. hate to hear that. I hate it. Oh boy, this is, this is the worst. Um, you know what? Everybody, uh, the the first round, uh, down at the tavern is on me. Uh, Fitzroy. I think you need to go uh, maybe talk to Festo, all right? And then maybe join us afterwards. So that means, Fitzroy, it is time for your independent studies class uh, in magic work. I, I, I point out, um, I do just want to say none of this would have happened if you had let me test out of shield work. So <laughs> I'm, not pu- I'm not placing any blame on anybody. This isn't the class for that, but I, if I... You know, <laughs> two good jokes. Congratulations, Griffin. So everyone else heads down to the tavern uh, to grab a drink, uh, and Fitzroy heads up the tower to the magic classroom uh, to meet uh, with his independent study teacher, Festo. Festo is a fairy, yes. Correct. Featured in the trailer. Correct. That's how I remember Festo. Uh, as you arrive in the classroom, at first you don't see anyone. Uh, the classroom is empty. And then a ball of light zips around the room uh, before landing on the desk and growing uh, to become a, you would guess, somewhere between foot and a half, two foot tall person uh, with beautiful gossamer wings. And they say, Hello, Mia Festo! <laughs> Uh, hello, uh, uh, I'm Sir Fitzroy Maplecourt, Knight of Sentia to the Realm of Goodcastle, and I have just... Mia le- Festo! Hello, Festo. Is that really your... Is that really how you speak, or are you sort this of... This is how Festo pr- speak! Okay. Uh, so I just electrocuted my roommates, and now I think I'm in <laughs> detention? It's funny? Ah, uh, did they die? No, I mean, one of them came close, apparently. Um, but no, they didn't. They did not die. Then it's funny. Okay, uh, I have to sleep in the same room as them for uh, I'm guessing five years. So I, I I apologize if I don't find the humor in the situation. Also, did electrocute my teachers, and that's obviously not that's great. not funny. That's against school policy. <laughs> I I figured as much. I. Assume I'll be receiving some sort of uh, slap on the wrist for that. But anyway, am, uh, is this detention? Am I going to be writing lines or? No, we're going to work on your magic. Okay. Uh, the good news for you is that I can only do one of those big electricity blasts a day. So you're cool as the, until, you know, sun up tomorrow. I'd like to see you try to cast a spell on Festo. <laughs> Uh, as I said, I don't have any more juice in the tank, so I won't be casting that particular spell. Oh, I pressed to digitate. Ooh. Would you like me to pr- 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 produce an odd odor? Not yet. Not yet. Tell Festo about your magic. It is... Um... Festo, have you ever had a dream? Festo dreams? No, I'm sorry. Like a, um... Like an ambition? Ah. Uh... 
No. <laughs> I like Festo. That's sad. That that makes me sad, Festo. You've never had the something fairy that you've... folk live in the moment. Okay. But you've never had something that you've wanted your entire life, like... I want to party. Festo, you're... <laughs> <laughs> Are you a teacher's assistant here, or are you the I'm actual... a full-fledged teacher with tenure! Wow, okay, congratulations. Anyway, <laughs> Thank um... Thank you! Where I was going with that is I wanted to be a knight my entire life, um, and, uh, so I, I do not know if you know this, I, I was enrolled at Clyde Knight's night-night school, and, uh, was in my final semester training personally under Sylvia Knight, the headmaster there, and I did... Uh, catfish her, by which I mean I turned her into a catfish with a, a <laughs> magical blast that I uh, did not know that I had inside of me, and so I was removed from the academy, and now I'm here. So that's kind of where I'm, I'm getting in touch with my magic, you know? Really and looking inside. that was inside. your first magic? That was my first magic, yes. What an unpleasant way for it to blossom. Ah, how do you feel when you use your magic? I, there is a certain loss of control that is, um, the pits, uh, and so mostly shame, shame, shameful. Ah, so you do not love your magic. Oh, no, if you had some sort of, like, orb that I could touch, and then it would eat up my magic, like, if you had a, if you had some sort of cube that would drain my energies, um... Do, do you have such a cube? No. Yeah, I figured that would be too easy. Anyway, once I get this under control, I okay, will be leaving the talking. school. Oh, Show oh. Festo a spell. I can produce an odd odor. No, make light. Oh, I don't... I can't. Close I your can... eyes. Make light. I'm saying I literally can't. I... Okay. Uh, and I close my eyes. And I don't know a light spell, so I don't think I don't know if anything. What all can press digitization do? Uh, well, I can create a, a well, I can create a shower of sparks. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I close my eyes and uh, I create an instantaneous harmless sensory effect, such as a shower of sparks. Oh no! What's wrong? Your magic is sad. That was a perfectly serviceable shower of sparks. No, 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 I thought. No, 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 no. Your magic knows you do not love it. That's... Say that again? Your magic knows you do not love it. I, I do not know if I have it in me to court my magic. Uh, mm, I see. I see. Festo sees the problem. You think of your magic as a curse. Um, accurately. Mm, you must learn to see your magic not... As something to fight, but something to work with. <laughs> uh, Festo, that is very, uh, that, that would be very helpful if you knew what uh, it was uh, capable of. I think you do not know what it is capable of. Festo, I get you're trying to be sort of like wise and twist it around on me. I am saying, Festo, you don't know what's going on in there. Okay. I'm not trying to be wise. Festo is speaking literally. I am also speaking literally, Festo. There's some stuff going on in there that you do not want to goof around with. Let me see your hand. 
Uh, I, I show them my hand, and it's very mm. clammy. Mm. And they uh, take their, their tiny fingertip and press it hard against your palm, and your palm glows for just a second. Does it hurt? Uh, it's warm. And Festo says, Now, I want you to cast. Don't think. Cast. Uh, okay. And when you cast, floating in front of you is a glowing magical familiar. Um, and Festo has just imparted to you the spell, Find Familiar. Thanks, Festo. Now, I want you to care for your magic. I want you to work with your magic. You must respect it and teach it to respect you. <sighs> Festo, have you just given me a sort of virtual pet? Is that what you're saying? Is It's this a, a familiar. A, right, is it like an egg that I have familiar? to- not too familiar. Ha, Festo, <laughs> my joke. <laughs> I'm saying, is this like a, a big bag of flour that I'm going to have to carry around with me at all times? Uh, yes. But also, does magic. So, with, uh, with Find Familiar, uh, you gain the service of a familiar, a spirit that takes an animal form you choose, bat, cat, crab, frog, hawk, lizard, octopus, owl, poisonous snake, fish, rat, raven, seahorse, spider, or weasel, uh, they appear in an unoccupied space within range, and they have the statistics of the chosen form, though it is uh, celestial. Uh, right. uh, it can be a celestial fae or fiend instead of a beast. Uh, and they act independently of you, but always obeys your command. Uh, in combat, it rolls its own initiative and acts on its own turn. A familiar can't attack, but it can take other actions as normal. Uh, when it drops to zero hit points, it disappears uh, and you can cast the spell again later to make it reappear. Okay. Well, you know it ain't a cat. So what form has it taken? That's a good question. Uh, I, I wasn't expecting this. Uh, what would be fun to play with for an entire... You can have it take different shapes. Oh, okay. Well, then it's a crab. Right now it's a crab? Great. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So my magic's a crab, and I have to love it very dearly. Come here, sweet sweet boy. Pinch, Come pinch, here, pinch. my... That was Festo saying that. Pinch, okay. pinch, pinch. I will give him a kiss. I love my sweet crab. No, you are faking it. No, he's my best that friend. That is performative. I will tell him all my secrets. You do not say... You are not... You do not feel the love in your heart. You are performing for Festo. I'll give him a big hug. You are a liar. I'm sorry, Festo. I didn't mean to get heated there. I will take good care of this um, celestial crab. And Thank then you. Uh, you, if you would not mind looking around for some sort of magic eating orb. Uh, Festo we... has to get to a party now. Okay, Festo. Uh, can I come? Bye. And oh. uh, turns back into the ball of light and zooms out the window. I set my crab down. <laughs> just, just walk away. <laughs> the crab follows you as you walk out of the room. Crab, just stay. Th I don't know how to dismiss you because I just learned the spell, but are you really, are, is this, do you need me to take care of you? Do you need food? And the crab starts like taking its claws and putting it to its mouth. Oh, Jesus, God. Okay, let's go to the, let's go to the, the, the commissary or whatever. 
uh, you head down to the tavern to meet everyone else. Uh, once you reach there, you find everything is in full swing. Uh, they are all hanging out uh, at the table. And Zena is actually has a shift working at the bar uh, and is giving you guys a nice discount. Um, everybody, let's say, is a little miffed because, you know, you hit him with Thunderwave. But listen, it's 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 cool now because my magic is this crab, and as long as I love it, nobody has to get hurt. Everyone pauses for a second and then goes back to the conversations they were having. Um, and uh, you notice uh, everyone's drinks are empty, and they elect that it is Argo's turn uh, to go up and get another round. So Argo, it's your turn to head up to the bar. Argo has, and how many people are there? Uh, there's about, uh, at this point, let's see, uh, 12? She's so big. Okay. There's, you have the line of credit through the school. You can worry about paying it all off later. Yeah, yeah. You're basically got a meal plan. It's fake money. You don't need to worry about it. Okay. But still, um, okay, so, uh, Argo walks up to the bar and says, I'm, um, Hello, uh, Barkeep? Hello? You know my name, Argo. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Hello, Zena. Um, listen, do you have, like, a, a house beverage, uh, you know, that uh, is kind of on the cheap? I know, I know this is on, you know, my, my card, but paying it off might be a bit of a a pain. Do you, do you have something, you know, cheap, yet filling? I will see what we have in the back. Uh, and she heads in the back. And you hear to your right, Argonautkeen? Um, I am Argonautkeen, yes. And as um, you turn, you see uh, Kinku standing there, who you would have sworn, uh, you would have bet a hundred gold was not there a second before. And you realize that this must be the sneakery teacher, Jackal. Um, hello, uh, yeah, that's me, Argo Keen. Um, Argo not Keen. Argo M. Keen, yes. <laughs> what are we laughing at? <laughs> I know about you, Argonautkeen. Um, well, what, that's good. Um, what exactly do you think you know? You are not exactly what you seem. Um, look, who the, who the hell are you? My name is Jackal, and I listen. I pay attention. So, um, I, 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 can we have this conversation in private sometime instead of in front of all my friends here? Yes, we will talk. We will discuss many things. Perhaps we will discuss Mariah. All right. <clears throat> Look, uh, I'm not. I, I want to continue this conversation, but just not here, not now. Um. But, but.
you you tell me when and where, and I'll 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 meet you somewhere. Okay. I will meet you. Sorry, Arco. I was not able to find anything. Ah. Oh, okay. Then I guess whatever, whatever everybody's having, go ahead and. Oh, I know. Put it on my friend's tab here next to me. He's gone. Um, and in his place, you see sitting on the counter a napkin with two rings, uh, as though there was a glass uh, dripping with condensation sitting on them that someone moved from one position to the next to create the image of two overlapping rings. And written at the bottom of it, uh, in a scrawling handwriting, it simply says, Rain and Stone. Uh, He grabs it with his rogue's dexterity and shoves it in his pocket before anybody can see it. You return to the table, back to the laughing squad, uh, enjoying their drinks at the end of another day. I'm thinking about Snippy. Snippy or Clippy (laughs) or Gurgles. He makes a gurgle noise. Uh, And you return to find uh, the crab sitting on the table eating some pretzels. He likes pretzels. I... Then have I made a gurgle noise? Oh, I'm sorry, not, uh, oh, yes, uh, I would not choose your name, or help you select your name, uh, with, with such a carefree, do you like Snippy? This is of no concern to me. Okay, well, I was thinking the crab would be Snippy, you could be Clippy if you want, and then that could be a fun, we could do some, we could have fun with that. And we also have a Dippy and a Tippy, too, right? Oh, dang, I think you're right. It, maybe I would be ippy. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. This is nothing. No, it's just fun. This is nothing. We're having fun. This is not fun. And slowly the conversation of new friends fades into the background den of a crowded tavern. Conversations about future plans... Excitement about possibilities, worry about upcoming tests, all of it blends into one hum of crowded humanity. And it fades out, and we're left with silence. <laughs>